0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See
2: terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens.
2: And I'm Matthew Bivens.
1: And this is the Doing It at Home podcast. The only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them.
2: Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood.
1: All right, you ready, babe?
2: Yep, let's do it, mama.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate you and your support and just being a part of this community. Speaking of support, ways you can do that and ways you can connect with us, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms, so Instagram, D-I-A-H Podcast, Facebook, Doing It At Home. We have a private Facebook group for the community as well, Doing It At Home Birth Group, and our website, of course, you can check out diahpodcast.com for more episode notes, pictures, free download, all sorts of cool things, and a link to the Doing It At Home shop, a place where you can check out our t-shirts or sweatshirts or long sleeve shirts because it's cold out in a lot of places of the country right now and in the world. Uh, So go check that out and rep your doing it at home pride and hashtag birth junkie, all the things. And you can listen to the show in the Parents on Demand platform, the network that we are a part of with a bunch of really cool other shows, by the way. So you can go to parentsondemand.com or you can download the app straight to your phone, Apple, Apple, or Android, and uh, you can listen to the show all there through that platform. So Parents on Demand. Okay, today's birth story. We're chatting with our friend, Olivia Miller. We met Olivia, gosh, a few months back now uh, as an intern at our chiropractor's office. And of course, getting into conversation of birth and babies like we do we learned that olivia herself had a home birth experience and uh we had to talk to her about it so that's what we did she shared with us her journey into home birth how she had a hospital birth for her first child and then her second went into the process of home birth and actually planned for a home birth for baby number three, but there were some interesting circumstances that popped up there going into labor a little early and so then into the hospital. So she brings a really rich perspective and a breadth of experiences. And it's just such a cool conversation. We love Olivia. We appreciate her. And I know you're going to love this story.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hi, Olivia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're really excited to have you, Olivia. Cause we are. Because you're a friend. We, like, know you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been, what, seven, eight months now that um, I got to work with you guys for the first time. So... Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and share with you about home birth. And I appreciate you guys for having me. Mm, yeah, thanks absolutely. For coming
1: on. So for you listening, we know Olivia through our chiropractor's office. Olivia was interning there. She was finishing up and just graduated and is going to go off into the world and have her own practice. I'm sure we might talk about that. I'll let you, I'll let you fill that in. I don't want to speak for you what <laughs> you're doing, but um, we just okay, really, yeah. <laughs> really connected with you. Um, and then of course on home birth, but just the energy that you bring to your practice and that that environment you create, and then also your adjustments are heavenly. So yeah, oh <laughs> all God. of that oh, and more thank you. <laughs> is uh, why I'm excited to have you. So um, why don't you kick us off with just sharing a little bit about you, which I kind of stole some of that already, but a little bit about you and your family members, so names and ages and what's, what's going on in your world.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, so like you said, I just graduated from chiropractic school. Um, but part of that journey was, um, finding my husband and also having three, get three kids in the process. Um, so my chiropractic school journey was quite a lengthy one. Um, I met Kyle when I first started and, uh, we ended up having Jeremiah. He's our oldest. He was born in 2010 and, um, I, after that first pregnancy and birth, I really wanted to be a great mother to him. So I took off for two and a half years and then came back to chiropractic school. And shortly after that, we had Gavin, our second one. He's four now. And then we had Kylie, our third baby, and she is two and a half. So it's been a journey, um, both in becoming a doctor and becoming a mother and being strong in both aspects of life. Um, we have we enjoy our family life. We're very flexible. Um, neither of us have this nine to five lifestyle. We're both very adventurous in what we want to do with ourselves. Um, so we we kind of have a, um, a very unstructured home life, but we love it. We really enjoy everybody's company, and I feel like we're much stronger people, much stronger individuals, because we have a strong family. And, um, some of that did come through the birth process, which is something that I wanted to share today, some of the thoughts that came to me mm-hmm. um, over the past few months as we started preparing for this conversation. Mm-hmm. but um so yeah, um, I loved that I had three kids. I never um all throughout my twenties, I never imagined myself getting married or having kids. Mm-hmm. So when I found my husband and we ended up getting pregnant, it was kind of a shocker to me um and i I really didn't know where to begin or, or what, uh, what to look for as far as um, becoming a mom through pregnancy, all that kind of stuff, um, other than what I had at chiropractic school, of course. Mm. But, so this has been an unplanned adventure, and I've enjoyed most aspects of it. You know, there, there are parenting challenges, of course, like the toddlerhood throws that we're in right now, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you understand. Um, but yeah, we, we've really enjoyed this. Hmm.
2: That's awesome.
1: I love that. I like the term unplanned adventure. I kind of yeah. get visuals of that. And, um, I love how you share it. And I feel like other women can relate to this or get something from this, you know, the space that you're in now, what you describe and being in chiropractic care and all that comes with that. If you're familiar with that, you know, that, that trust in the body and an intuitive sense and in nature, and then a kind of holistic approach. And then what you've said, your own journey of birth, um, to contrast that with not being clear if you were even going to get married and have kids in your twenties, you know, that's a big altered state of, of living your life. And so I feel like that's really cool that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can go from that to that, you know, that kind of unplanned adventure possibility. So for those women who, um, are feeling maybe lost or or struggling in their journey. If they're not even sure if they want to have kids and they're just exploring this conversation that's why they're they're listening or they're in a space similar to you. And at one point they didn't imagine this for themselves. I think that's really cool that you can kind of show that progression from one place to another. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually I started, even though I wasn't sure even saw myself having a family, I always, um, uh, when I first started working with a chiropractor and came to chiropractic, she was the chiropractor I worked for, um, is a was a very strong female presence. She was a mom of four. She was a strong doctor. She was very um, just very strong willed, knew what she wanted out of life and knew what she wanted to give her kids. And That was the kind of motherhood that I wanted to emulate, and I took from her some lessons, and it was one of those things like, well, even if I never have kids, I definitely want to promote this kind of lifestyle for those moms who do have kids and want to seek something other than the mainstream lifestyle, Mm -hmm. want to do something more natural, holistic, and true to our intuitive selves versus what society tells us we should do. So, um, in that way, I've been picking up little steps along the way- little bits and pieces of information along the way, even though I wasn't sure how it was going to apply to my life. So I'm happy to share whatever I can to help other moms or other women in the same positions, whether they think they're gonna have kids or not, and whether they are in the process of pregnancy and um building a family now. Mm-hmm. so happy to share anything that I can,
1: yeah. So how did home birth come into your awareness? Was it something you knew about before getting pregnant yourself?
3: Um, I knew about it, but it was one of those things that I just heard about in chiropractic school. Oh, home birth. That's pretty interesting. Um, That seems like something that fits this chiropractic lifestyle. So maybe one day I'll look more into it. Um, Well, I became pregnant after my first quarter of chiropractic school. So um, at that point, I started really looking more deeply into holistic, natural means of um, supporting my body throughout pregnancy, whether it's nutrition, exercise, um, chiropractic care, of course. But um, my chiropractor at the time was the one who really um, drove home the idea of home birth but I le- I was dealing with a lot of other, um, unknowns. Like I was, um, at that time, Kyle and I weren't officially married or officially together. Uh, so I was living as a single mom, single pregnant mother, and not really sure what I could do with myself. I wasn't very strong in myself and wasn't very confident in who I was as a person or who I'd be as a mother. Um, and I'd heard birth stories from family. My mom, um, actually had to be resuscitated during the 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 birthing process oh, wow. they had to stop what they were doing with delivering me and resuscitate my mom before they could come back and continue the birth with me mm. um and she was actually a part of a natural birth study um interestingly enough at georgia tech so i mean not at georgia tech but at um at crawford long hospital in in atlanta um So all that to say, I'd had all these bits and pieces of information and home birth was a very intriguing bit of information, but I just wasn't sure about it for me because of my mom's birth process, um, the the, the process that she went through for my birth and the fact that I was doing it somewhat, you know, I was living by myself and um, didn't have the what I felt at the time, I didn't feel like I had a, a strong support system. I know now that it was very strong. Um, I had a lot of people around me who loved me very much and who were excited to see this new child. Um, but at the time, I wasn't confident enough to feel that or to know that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what took me to the hospital for the first one. I did everything else I possibly could to prepare for a natural birth. And um, I had a great midwife team Um in um, East Cobb, and I really did everything I could on the home front for for great nutrition and movement and making sure that my body was primed for birth. I was doing everything that I could for that first pregnancy to make sure that even though I was having a hospital birth, that I did everything I possibly could to pre- prepare myself for the natural birth. Um, in that time, I met a very close friend. She's still a very g- good friend, Sabrina Zielinski. Um, she has had four home births and she was really an advocate for me to consider home birth to the point where at the very end of pregnancy, I was almost considering changing midwives and, um, looking back, I totally could have done it. And, uh, that's why for the second one, we, we went full force for the home birth from the very beginning. Um, what were some of the reasons? Jeremiah's, what was that?
2: Sorry. What were some of, um, you said your friend's name was Sabrina.
3: Yeah, Sabrina yeah. Zelensky. She does. Um, she is uh, her marketing name is Mama Z, and her husband is Dr. Eric Zelensky. He is also a chiropractor and does a lot of research with um, essential oils. And nice. Um, they're really um, big on the platform of cancer uh, prevention and the holistic natural not lifestyle. They they um, are great in that realm of life of promoting. Everything you can do at home for the natural lifestyle. So, um,
2: Makes sense, she's yeah. still
3: a good friend of mine, and we've, we. she was one who promoted home birth really, really strongly for me. Um, so I leaned a lot on her, actually. I ended up when we found out we were pregnant with Gavin and moved back to Georgia, moved back to the Marietta area, um, took her recommendation for a midwife, and um, also she highly recommended seeking um, a midwife in an OB office for the medical um, backup if we should need, and they don't like to be called backup midwife or whatever. But um, she highly recommended seeking somebody and that would take a birth to a hospital if it should need to get to that point. So we'd have constant communication and building that relationship and it's not a last-minute run to the emergency room kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, But she was a great, great support for me. Throughout the process of learning about home birth and figuring out that I could actually do it, mm. so um I feel like y'all are are providing that resource for women who don't necessarily have a Sabrina in their lives um, <laughs> so, so i'm uh, like I'm very happy that y'all are allowing me to to contribute in some way to that too because I felt like. Um, If not for Sabrina, I may not have gone the home birth route the second time around, Mm. Um, but knowing somebody so closely and personally and watching her go through the process um, and I I helped her through the process too. She had me over a few times to help prep her basement and the birthing pool and all of her birthing supplies, which was um, a lot of fun and, Mm. and I didn't quite do it the same way she did, but it was one of those things that it was like, yeah, I could totally do this. I don't know why I'm keeping myself away from this. I don't know why I'm letting fear drive me away into a hospital birth when it's not necessary because I'm a complete my body was prepared for it. I was absolutely healthy. I had no reason to feel at risk for anything. Um, which I feel like if if a woman is c- healthy from inside out, then um, has all the green lights to do a home birth, you should completely consider it because it's much, in my mind and not my experience, it's much safer if you're healthy to go the home birth route. Mm-hmm. So, um...
2: Can you share some of those, yeah, those other fears it. that you had? <laughs> you, you know, you, you talked about the fear given what your mom had experienced and, and, and all of that, right. and hearing about that. But what were some of the other fears that you had um, around home birth?
3: Um... The funny you say that because it was different for each child. Mm. Um, with Jeremiah, it was just the fear of becoming a mom. I wasn't sure what to expect. It was the fear of the unknown, I guess, and also fear of what previous generation had experienced through birth. My mom was actually a preemie baby mm. uh, because her mom had an accident, and in the fifties, preemie babies didn't survive. As and if they did survive, they weren't as healthy as my mom ended up being. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I had my mom being a preemie, and then my mom. Um, having to be resuscitated through the birthing process of having me. So for my first child, I was thinking, okay, I definitely need to have a home home birth. So it was those fear of what previous generations had been through and fear of the unknown for my first child. Um, for Gavin, our second baby, our home birth baby, I was concerned that he would be a preemie baby and, um, I wouldn't be able to have the home birth, which, um, oddly ended up happening the third time around, even though I didn't have that fear the third time around. So all throughout pregnancy, the second time around for the home birth with Gavin, I was very um, cognizant of what my body was feeling and um, um, every muscle contraction, if it was a Braxton Hicks contraction or if it was leading towards labor um, or especially towards the end, I was making sure I was doing everything I needed to do to to hold off labor as long as possible because that was my fear for that birth. And it ended up not coming for that one, but for the third one. Um, and for the third one, I honestly don't remember what fear I had about the home birthing experience. Um, I I don't know if it was more of, I just had so much going on at that time that I really didn't have a chance to feel every little bit of fear or, or put a name to it or figure out why that it was happening. Because at that point I had a one and a half year old and a four year old or a five and a half year old, sorry. And, um, and I was in chiropractic school trying to do as much as I could so that when the baby came, I could take some, take it slower in classes and, um, practicum. So, you know, for the third one, there was just too much going on. I didn't get a chance to feel the fear, um, or put a name to it. There were times that I'm sure I felt it, but I just really couldn't pinpoint it. Hmm. So those were my biggest fears was basically reliving previous generations, um, birth experiences. Um, but I guess, in making it my own birth experience, I realize now that I um though I come from my mom and I come from my grandmother, I am not them. I am my own person and my own version of motherhood. And in that I feel like I have um I've actually built on what they made and made it but my own and better for the next generation to build on as well. So um I hope that my daughter can see that, that my daughter can see that she's not me or her grandmother or her great grandmother, but she can make birth her own experience if that's something that she chooses to do with herself.
2: Mm, that's powerful. So, yeah. um,
3: yeah, it, it it's, uh, I just want to make sure that I give them, um, everything I can because I feel like, um, previous generations have done their best to build on each other. And I just want to push that forward and multiply it. Yeah. Um, and if home birth, I would love to be present from a daughter's home birth. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my mother in law, my mother, um, at both of my at the home birth and um uh they were all in the living room actually waiting for Gavin to be born. Wow. So it was kind of interesting. My he was actually a little bit early. He was three weeks early, which was the cutoff for my midwife to be okay with us having a home birth. Mm. Um and um, my parents were coming over for a George Tech game because at the time they were coming to every home game and um, they would stay the night with us on the early morning game. So they were coming to stay the night with us and go to the early morning game on Saturday. Well, on their way over, I gave him a call and said, or my husband gave them a call and said that Gavin was on his way. <sighs> and shortly after they, yeah, shortly after they got here, he was born. Wow, <laughs> so, um, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have been very blessed in my labor times. Um, mm. Part of that uh, I attribute to chiropractic care, of course. Um, let's see, his Jeremiah was four and a half hours, all active labor. So that was another sign that, that was another trigger for me that I can do home birth and it might actually be better than getting into a car in active labor, right. trying to get to a hospital, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Because that was not a fun car ride for me. My husband talks about it because he was super husband and drove across Atlanta and <laughs> um, at five o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning uh-huh. um, and going through red lights and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. So he was super <laughs> Yeah. Super speed, speed racer husband. And, um, yeah, he loves that story. I, it was a painful story for me.
1: Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Yeah. He's the superhero in the story. I would love to tell him that story too. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. We got to the hospital when when I was um, in labor for Jeremiah, we got to the hospital and he was born within half an hour of arriving at the hospital Mm. and he probably could have come sooner had we been at home. Right. Um, I felt like everything would have been much more relaxed. My my labor with him was very quick. Like I said, four and a half hours of active. And it was erratic. It was like a, a minute and a half um, between contraction and then three minutes and then another minute and then two. It was just there was no pinpointing how quickly it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what in my mind during that. And oh, this is something that popped up, too. Um, just now I remembered. In that labor, that period of labor, I kept thinking, I don't even want to go to the hospital. I just want to stay home. I don't want to do anything to have to go anywhere. I just want to be here and have my baby here. Um, So that was some of the conversation I was having with myself and um, with my husband. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. He's like, and our plan was to go to the hospital. So he kept saying that we have to go. We need to go now. So that we know we're safe. And I was like, I just wanna stay here. Mm. <laughs> I don't wanna go anywhere. <laughs> mm. Um, so that was another that just I just remembered that as another trigger for why we we went for full force home birth from the very beginning
1: yeah. of
3: the second pregnancy.
1: So can you um, walk us through some more of that day? You know, your parents are arriving. They think they're coming for a football game. By the way, do they still go to the football game? <laughs> <laughs>
3: they do? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, later, every year, my dad waits until a little bit later in the season to decide if he's going to go. But they we still all go to home football games. We go to tailgate with them, and they go to tailgate into the football games. Gotcha. So it's kind of a... Um, yeah, our fall, our falls are always very busy. <laughs> right, we're right. So, did they still go that day though? After Gavin was born, they did. Ah! So that we woke up and <laughs> <That is laughs> nice. we woke up. And, well, actually, I didn't sleep very well that night. I had, um, you know, the the uh, the adrenaline rush after after birth. And, um, you know, the oxytocin flowing through that I didn't want to close my eyes, didn't want to take my eyes off the baby. But, um, (laughs) so I didn't sleep very well that night. My mom didn't sleep very well that night, but they all still got up and, um, the next morning went to the football game. That's funny. So, uh, they did come back right after the football game. They didn't hesitate, you know, leaving campus and they didn't take their time at all. They rushed back and spent some of the afternoon with us too. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, my dad rarely misses. If he has a ticket for a game, he's going to be in that seat. That's
2: <laughs> he's a real fan. That's he's awesome. not going to miss it. <laughs> I'm sure he was telling people around him too. Yeah,
3: yeah. Got a baby oh yeah, they were definitely telling. Like, well, when you get season tickets like they do, they end up with some of the same people around yeah, them. Yeah, you make friends. Year. So. Mm-hmm. It, which is fun because you end up growing, uh, watching kids grow up, and seeing families grow, and that's a lot of fun. That you know, sideline that's a um, um, one of the reasons I chose chiropractic is being able to help and watch families grow. Mm, yeah. But um, fun that's the fun aspect of getting those season tickets. And so all of their friends around them knew that they were going to have a grandbaby and and all that. But um, they were able to say, "Yeah, my grandson was born at home last night. We got to be there for it." <laughs> So cool. um they definitely shared with their um their game buddies for mm. sure.
1: So then at the house, going back a few steps when Gavin was arriving, um who all was mm-hmm. there and what was the environment like and what was the scene like and how are you experiencing it?
3: Well, uh because he was 3 weeks early, we weren't really um uh, well, let me back up even farther than that. I can back up to about a week before he was born. I knew things were changing, mm. um, and because my taste, my desires for food changed. Okay. And um, usually in the fall, I like more um, warm soups or heated meats and heated veggies, that kind of things. Um, But my taste changed to wanting cool cucumbers and cold vegetables, cold fruits, Mm. And that's all I wanted. I didn't want anything else. I was like, okay, something's changing in my body. And I told my midwife, I said, I don't think he's going to be another month. I think he's going to be within the next couple of weeks. And she said, okay, well, thank you for telling me that. Um, Because that was one of the main conversations we had throughout pregnancy with her because um, Jeremiah came so quickly without any notice um, of labor beginning. Um, you know, we had four and a half hours from beginning to end with him and with, in the conversation with the midwife, we wanted to make sure she had time to get there and prep for the birth and that we knew what was happening. I could keep her in in, um, touch with how my body was performing throughout the, the time leading up to the labor and delivery. And, um, so I was telling her, you know, my tastes have changed I feel like something's going to be happening sooner. So, my mother-in-law was in upstate New York at the time, and we were having the same kind of conversations with her because she wanted to be here for the birth. Mm. And she had planned to come, but was I think her trip was planned for another week out um, at that point in time. So she would have had she waited until her original plan to drive down, um she would have missed the birth. But um, I was keeping her in touch with things. And a couple days later, she drove down. She arrived Thursday and um, we had planned to go to the chiropractor on Friday morning anyway. Um, And it was one of those things I woke up and and was like, I need to go to the chiropractor on Friday morning. I was like, I need, uh, something's got to change in my body. I'm not comfortable. Something's got to change. Well, we got up and moving around and, and um, our appointment was for a little bit later in the morning. And I was like, this is, this must be the day, because things are different. It wasn't one of those things like I was already having contractions or anything. It was just one of those you know, moms know moms can can feel when things are different, mm-hmm. especially if they're paying attention. and um so mom in law arrived Thursday night. We had our plan to go to the chiropractor Friday morning, um got up moving around. I knew something was different. um and as we got to move around more, and more i started feeling a few contractions here and there and and it was just one of those things like okay this must be the day and um i didn't really want everybody to get worked up about it cuz i wanted to keep um if i had it my way it would've been just myself and the midwife <laughs> only because midwife legally had to be there um, in the room um cuz i was um, at the time i was very private about a lot of a lot of my life i just didn't want a lot of people in my space mm-hmm. um And that's typical for moms, whether they're very outgoing or not, sometimes they, they get very private, um, especially at the end of pregnancy and closer to labor and delivery. Mm. Um, But, um, so I didn't want people to get very excited about everything. I wanted everything to stay calm and collected, but it became, it started becoming more obvious as the day wore on that I was having contractions because I was, I was getting quiet at moments and then full on bending over and contracting <laughs> at some points during the day. So we had our chiropractic adjustment and we ended up going to the mall to go walk around. Um, so my oldest son could pick out a gift to give to his brother. Um, since we knew that it was probably going to be his birthday Aww. within next weekend or so. Like That's cool. Yeah. Where did get him? <laughs> so, yeah, we were, I was walking it out and shopping when um when I was in labor <laughs> I was at the at um the mall the mall in Kennesaw, mm. um trying to walk that baby out, but um we ended up spending a lot of the afternoon out of the house. We had dinner um just down the street from where we lived at um a little restaurant there, and during dinner, everything calmed down and I felt like everything was shifting, and I was just I didn't feel any pain, I didn't have any contractions. I didn't have any sense that. I was going to be having the baby that night and thought, oh, OK, this must be um that just must have been a false labor or whatever. Well, I got home where I could actually relax and and be comfortable in my own space. And active labor began as soon as I sat down and started relaxing. And my mother-in-law is labor and delivery nurse. I don't think I've said that yet. Um My mother-in-law is a labor and delivery mm. nurse, so she knows what to look for. So, she, as soon as I sat down and started having the active labor contractions and um, excuse myself to the bathroom, she told my husband, You might want to call the midwife. She's in labor.
0: <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
3: plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so I went to the bathroom and, and my husband came back there to check on me. And I said, let's call the midwife and tell her to come on. <laughs> so I'd been I'd been texting with the midwife throughout the day, letting her know how I was feeling. And um so of course when that quiet spot hit during that transition period, um I told her, Oh, you don't worry about coming tonight. Well she 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 made plans closer to my house because she I think she knew too what was happening. But um I was in labor for an hour and a half actively with Gavin and it was two pushes and there he was. Yeah. Um <laughs> it was, it happened so fast but it was more of a comforting experience than the first time around, um, just because I could do what I wanted to do. I was, I didn't, throughout pregnancy, I didn't see myself being able to step over a bathtub into a shower or a bathtub to give a water birth um, delivery. I just didn't see myself doing that. Um, so I listened to myself I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, what I feel like I need to do is walk around, do some squats, be on my hands and knees, move around in that way. And that's pretty much how he was born. I walked around, um, my bedroom and we had the lights off except for a small light in the corner, like a little lamp in the corner. And, um, this was, he was born at 11 o'clock at night. Um actually it was 11-14 he was born um november 14th at 11-14 oh wow
2: <laughs> so that That's was super fun. cool
3: yeah <laughs> um and um you know my other babies were so kind to us on making sure we had our memories jogged for yeah. birth. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> but um but yeah it was um and the thing about home birth is i can tell a difference in my kids in their immune systems and Mm. how they came into this world. Mm. Um, Gavin has been, he, he's gotten sick. He's fought in bugs and, and, you know, typical childhood illnesses. Like I said, they were, we did have them in daycare setting for a short time. And of course he caught all the childhood bugs, but he fought them much faster and didn't have nearly the extent of, um, illness like his fevers were lower his he had chicken pox once and um, he had maybe I think we counted 32 33 spots something like that of chicken pox and it was confirmed we had the health department come out because at that point it was a um, reportable illness and we haven't vaccinated so um, he confirmed had chicken pox but had the mildest case they had ever seen at the health department of course but of all my three kids, too. So it's one of those things that I feel like because he came into our natural home environment and um, um, into the world the way that he did, he has fault illnesses better than my other two children have. Mm-hmm. Um, the So that's one thing that I've noticed about the home birth experience, too, mm-hmm. Um you know, his gut microbiome is just naturally stronger and healthier because it matched ours from the very beginning. Um, he wasn't poked or prodded or teased and his, um, you know, the, the vernix that he comes into the world with Mm -hmm. was massaged into his skin rather than washed off. Right. So he had that natural barrier as he transitioned into infancy from, um, from being in the womb. And it's one of those things. It's like, there, there's something to that. Yeah, I want my, I want all of my children to know that, you know, when you, when you go to the hospital, you are setting yourself for up for interventions that may not be in your best interest as far as building your immune system, building your health. Um, and you're going to have to counteract some of those interventions um, before you can get better um, or have a stronger immune system. So that's going to be a part of Gavin's birth story that he's going to know for sure that he came to this world as I feel like the majority of people should come in this world in their homes surrounded by their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as much as I would like for my other two have had to have had that same birth experiences have made our family what it is. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And what I loved about my midwife, um, and I think this is important too for any mom seeking a home birth experience, is to have a solid conversation about what it is that you expect. And um, my midwife really listened to me. I told her that I didn't want anyone touching me or the baby um, unless it was absolutely necessary or not unless I asked for the help. And she followed that instruction. Um, with labor with Gavin, I had a lot of low back a lot of low back pain and um the um she did have a midwife assistant that I grew to know too and she was in the room with us so she knew how to put pressure on my low back to help ease some of the contractions mm. so when I asked for that help she gave it to me Um she also she offered other help as well and she listened to me when I either accepted or turned it down and that's extremely important to me and I feel like That should be extremely important to every mother going into labor and delivery that no matter what birth plan they choose, if it's hospital or home or a birthing center, that they have that solid communication with whoever is helping them bring that baby into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that is huge throughout that process. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the communication is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about advocating for yourself, about being clear on what you want, about expressing it. And so I'm, I'm, I appreciate you just echoing that and, and just sharing and talking about how important it is that you communicate
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you let the people right, around yeah. you know how you want to be treated and what you'd like yeah. to experience.
3: Hmm. So Exactly. Well, um, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. It's all you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, one of the things, um, uh, towards the end of my school, I ended up visiting, uh, going to the Webster Technique seminar mm-hmm. and Webster is um, a chiropractic technique that we can apply to anybody, but it's especially pertinent to pregnant women. Um, and within that seminar, we talked a lot about how we need to empower mothers to make sure they're making the best, best choices for themselves and then, their families. And it occurred to me just in the first few minutes of that sem- seminar that parenting is tough. I mean, it didn't occur to me then, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, we all know parenting is tough. Some mm-hmm. of the most challenging moments of parenting are disciplining your kids and speaking mm-hmm. up and voicing yourself in a healthy way so that your kids know that you love them, but they need to change what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really very hard to do sometimes when you haven't already made your voice heard with people you don't know or people that aren't immediate family members. Um, and I think some of that strength and being able to to love my kids and appropriately discipline them came through the birthing process, mm-hmm. um you know I gained some confidence after giving birth to Jeremiah and what my body could do um and my ability to be able to listen to my body and know what my body was telling me and translate it into what I needed to do to move forward. Um, so I was able to strengthen my voice in parenting with my birth my home birth because I was able to pinpoint exactly what I wanted and voice it to other people. And, um, move forward a few years, I feel like I'm a stronger mom because I went through the home birth experience and had to lay out exactly what I wanted with my midwife and say to her what it is that I expected from things rather than listening to somebody else tell me what I could expect. Um, and I feel like some of our strength in parenting comes from before we even need to to discipline our kids for the first time or before we're even nursing them for the first time for that matter. Um, some of our strength in parenting comes through the pregnancy process and the birthing process. So I feel like when we hand over some of those responsibilities to somebody else, we're handing over some of our responsibilities in parenting that we really need to be growing through. And um I feel like we're when we hand over those responsibilities in pregnancy and birth, we're doing ourselves a disservice later, um, not just in the moment, but also later when we're when we should be growing through the moment, we're passing it on to somebody else. Um, so I want to encourage moms to not do that and to grow through those painful moments and those stressful moments when they're having to decide where they want to deliver if they want to have a hospital birth a home birth a birthing center birth or if they want to just go with the flow and not even try to plan anything or if they want to have certain people around if they want to do things in a certain space or not those kinds of decisions um whether they want to vaccinate or circumcise all those decisions need to be made Mm. um and we can grow through those decisions. They they may be fun and interesting to some people or painful and challenging to other people. Um, but whatever the experience the mother has, she needs to make those decisions with the family as well um, and not pass those choices on just because it's always been done or just because the doctor says or just because mom did it that way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like <sighs> through the home birth experience, through chiropractic school through growing a family I didn't ever imagine having I've become a much stronger person and I hope to be able to share that with other people um that they can do that too
1: that's like a mic drop moment <laughs> yeah
2: we're just staring over here smiling and nodding yeah. the past like five minutes you've been talking because that's super that's
1: powerful awesome.
2: and you know, what I like about what you said is that those those moments where moms are able to You know, really embrace the role, embrace the responsibility, make those decisions, really claim their power. You know, they happen with home birth, but they also happen if you're choosing to give birth in a hospital or if you're choosing in a a birthing center. It's just all about, like you've said, you know, making that decision, you know, being clear on what you want, making that decision, communicating. So I I love everything that you said. I thought it was beautifully put, Mm. powerful, and um, just awesome. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then right. to to kind um, of round out your experience, I'd just like to hear um, a little bit on what it was like to plan for a home birth with your third, um, but then not birth at home um, due to circumstances, but the, just what kind of difference that made. And even though you were at the hospital in the end, what it did for you to plan as if you were going home birth again?
3: Gotcha. Um with Kylie, from the beginning, of course, we had planned a home birth because our previous one went so well mm-hmm. um and it was we couldn't have asked for a better home birth or pregnancy experience with gavin um and when I found out when I was pregnant with with Kylie, we felt like okay this is this is our family we're our family is whole now mm-hmm. we we've got our third baby, and you know even though none of this was planned, that was one of those um intuitive moments where it's like okay our family's solid now we're mm-hmm. good so i knew that when, no matter what happened with the pregnancy and birth that our family was whole when we found out we were pregnant with kylie we i felt had the feeling that our family was complete and i knew no matter no matter what the pregnancy or birth experience brought to us that our family was whole and whatever happened would be okay and With Kylie, I felt a lot of healing from previous pregnancy, family issues, all sorts of things that had been happening. Towards the end of the second trimester, I could tell that my body wasn't quite what it was, definitely was not anything near what it was with Jeremiah's pregnancy, Um, but it wasn't what it was with Gavin's pregnancy either. Um, With the two babies, they weren't even that close. They were 20 months apart. But I don't think I'd given my body the time that it needed to heal from the second pregnancy before the third pregnancy. And um I also wasn't as vigilant about eating when I needed to eat or what I needed to eat or exercising how I needed to exercise. So that's another thing that's another aspect of pregnancy I want to make sure my patients know about that if you're not gonna do what you need to do, things can fall apart. <laughs> um, because I've experienced it. Um so the week before Kylie was born, um, uh, at this point, I was making sure I was doing everything I needed to do with my seeing my home birth midwife regularly and alternating with seeing the hospital midwife as well, just to make sure the backup option was in place. Um, because I think deep down, I knew that it there was a chance it wasn't going to be a home birth um, because of how my body was responding to everything. A week before Kylie was born, I went to the hospital midwife for my checkup there, and my my um, blood pressure registered 120 over 80, which was really high for me. On a regular, even through pregnancy, my my blood pressure never re- really got above 100 over 70 or 80. So this 120 over 80 was really um kind of an eye opening moment for me that I had I needed to either buckle down or rest or or just baby myself a little bit more because I had been working so hard to be super wife and super mom and super chiropractic student and um it was affecting my pregnancy. Well Kylie ended up being I ended up going into labor um five and a half weeks before her expect her expected period of, mm-hmm. of birth. Um, I hate to call it due date because people want to pinpoint it, right. <laughs> but babies don't come that way. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> babies come in their own time and she, cer- she certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into labor with her and I didn't want to believe it was labor. I so badly didn't want to believe it was la- labor that I told my oldest son he could have a friend over and play and um, that he spent a lot of the day at our house. <laughs> Um, so towards the middle of the afternoon when I had been dealing with, let me back up a second. So the night before labor started, I was working on a photo album for Kylie for, um, you know, the baby showers that we had for her and putting together some things, um, adding the finishing touches on the outside of it. Basically I glued down the last flower on the outside of her photo album and then went into labor. (laughs) <laughs> it was wow. it was a huh. very crazy moment for me um because I, I just thought oh maybe I just need to go to the bathroom and maybe I ate something funny because this certainly can't be labor because she's not due for another five and a half weeks mm. I don't need to be expecting her right now and this was just a fun project and why is this happening <laughs> kind of thing and that was about 11 o'clock at night um So I laid down on the sofa because I didn't want to bother my husband and I didn't want to, at the time we were co-sleeping with Gavin as well, um, trying to transition him from our bed to his own bed because we were expecting a new baby, but um, I didn't want to disturb them. So I laid down on the sofa and um, spent the night there trying to breathe through contractions and um, I uh, took magnesium and had Epsom salt bath all in an effort to slow down. Any, any everything that was happening. But everything was consistently about five minutes apart. And I thought, well, maybe we could, I can slow this down. Maybe I can do something to slow it down. So throughout the day, I was having the con- same conversation with the same midwife about what was happening. And towards the middle of the afternoon, she told me that I needed to go to the hospital because it wasn't slowing down. Nothing I was doing was helping. And it was actually, the contractions were getting closer together. So, um, you know, at the through all of the the labor up until the point where I got to the delivery room, um, I was okay when I got into the delivery room and it was time to push. That's when I started fighting it. And I started saying, this isn't supposed to be happening now. Um, mm-hmm. she's too early. I can't push. Uh, she shouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those last few moments, I could hear my husband say, it's not in your time. It's mm-hmm. not your time. It's, your time her time and god's time. Right. So you need to work with them. Mm-hmm. And um I think had he not said that in those moments, that it might still be something that um and, it, and there are parts of me that still need to heal from it, but I think it would have been so much harder um dealing with the whole process had he not said that in the moment that he said it and then our advocate her advocate, God's advocate for the whole process. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's not just about the mom, Mm -hmm. it's the dad too. He was there. He was watching his baby come into the world a little early than a little earlier than anticipated. (laughs) Um, so we had the whole respiratory therapy team. We had the NICU team. We had my midwife and, uh, my hospital midwife she actually was the hosp- the midwife on on call at the moment um but we had so many people in the room for this mom whose previous birth was just supposed to be her and the midwife and the dad <laughs> you know so it's a completely different birth experience than what i expected all the lights were on there was hustle bustle in the background i could hear people in the background um talking about what needed to happen next and what do we need to check and who needs to go where and all this chaos. Mm. Um, so it was a completely different experience just because she was earlier than she was expected. Yeah. Um but again, I wouldn't change it for the world <laughs> because she's here. She didn't need the NICU. She didn't need the respiratory therapist. Um, she didn't need any of the things that they tried to give us. Um, and we turned down a lot of things. Um, and I didn't need a lot of the things that they tried to give me. Because, like I said, at that point, I think I had become so strong in who I am as a mom and what I wanted from for my family and for my birth experiences that um, I think just the, the mental and emotional capacity to stand up for ourselves um, made that home birth turned hospital birth experience a good one. We still had to fight to be able to leave the hospital. We still had to fight to not give her all the shots they wanted to give her, but we were able to do it with confidence, with calmness, with this strength that they knew that we were serious and we weren't going to give in and we weren't going to be mean about it. We weren't trying to to get into arguments or anything like that, but we were calmly strong in what we wanted and what we needed. Um, So to the point where they knew that they couldn't push our boundaries, that we were solid. And as long as our daughter was healthy, then we were going to deny anything that they wanted to try to do, any intervention that they wanted to give us, because this was supposed to be a home birth. This was supposed to be natural birth the way that God intended. And um all that to say, sometimes a hospital is necessary. <laughs> right. um, had uh, we not had the... Backup, quote unquote, backup, backup midwife in place. I don't know. Um, I don't know how I would have felt about the hospital or going to the hospital, but I know that I felt much more comfortable about getting to that point. Sure, that 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 service was there for me in the moment that I needed it, and the moment that our family needed it. Mm. And um, I, th- I want to say that too to home birth moms that just because you're going for a home birth. It may not end up the way you want it to happen, and you might need to seek out outsour- outside sources and be okay with it because it's more, as much as it is about you, ha- the mom having the birth that she would like, it's also about having the healthy baby and yes. the healthy mom. Yes. Um. So sometimes those resources are necessary, and in those moments, I'm very grateful that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um. So. It was a very different birth experience from what I had in the previous two. Um, so it was, it was, I'd never been in the hospital in that way before either. I'd never had, I've not had any surgeries. Um, I've not had any really, I'd never broken a bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've never really even needed to go to a hospital um, for anything other than you know, my first time in the hospital as a patient was for Jeremiah's birth. Mm-hmm. So this chaos around Kylie was just, I didn't know what to make of it. I was really just taking it all in and doing what I could to be the best um, birthing uh, mom I possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I did. um I just let everybody do their jobs and, and to the best of their ability while also being the you know, the mama bear and watching over everything they did too. <laughs> sure.
2: um,
3: so, yeah, it, it's, uh, even though it wasn't the birth that we had planned, it was definitely the birth. I think that um, I'm okay with it because as a chiropractor, I can share that birth experience with other moms and let them know that. Even if you have all these ideas in your mind, and you, your husband, and have discussed all these options, the baby's going to come. How the baby needs to come when the baby needs to come, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's definitely what Kylie did. Um, so, I, yeah.
1: I love that you said that because that's exactly where my mind was going um thinking about now all three of your births you know very different experiences and now with that and your journey into motherhood who you're able to be now for patients and for whatever else you do with your your gifts and your practice and all of that just the the understanding that you can provide the experience that you can share the space holding that you can do for where everyone is coming from on their own journeys
3: mm-hmm. mm.
1: That's amazing. Olivia, you're amazing. <laughs>
3: yes, you are. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I just, you know, I've got, I have this drive in me to let people know that, you know, if, if there's something in their, their lives that they want to accomplish, that they want to do, whether it's, um, professional or personal, whether it's home birth or chiropractic school or building a family unexpectedly or, you know, there are so many things that we do in our everyday lives that um, just because they occur in our everyday lives doesn't mean that they aren't big. And some of those little decisions along the way during pregnancy and birth may seem little, but in the whole grand scheme of things, it can be a, a big choice for a mom and her child and her husband and their extended family as well. Mm. So, um I just encourage everybody to make them as wisely as possible and listen to their intuition and what their, their God and their soul has to say about it. That's,
1: that's incredible. We'll keep feeding that drive and we support that drive. And I know so many benefit from it. So Olivia, thank you again. We appreciate you so much. Yes.
3: Yes. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me.